You're listening to Seahawks Stories, taking you behind the scenes with your favorite current and former Seahawks. Russell play fake, drops back, going to throw it deep. Got a man. It's Metcalf. He's out there. Touchdown, Seahawks. Powered by Seahawks.com. Turbin in the backfield with Wilson, who goes out of the shotgun. Look out, here comes the blitz. Russell steps up. Now he's got a scramble. Now he dumps it. Turbin. Midfield, 45-40, down the near sideline, 30. 25, puts his head down. What a run. By Turbin, he's all the way down to the Chargers' 21-yard line. A 32-yard pickup. Now, here's your host, Super Bowl 48 champion, Robert Turbin. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Robert Turbin. Want to welcome everybody to the show, Seahawks Stories. Got a special guest, a very special guest for you guys on the show. Former wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, was a big factor in our 2014 run to the Super Bowl. Chris Matthews, what's going on, bruh? What's going on, man? How's it going? And, you know, just hosting shows and... Doing it know. big. Yep, I already <laughs> I, know. I already I know. I to do a couple things. Forward. <laughs> Not as big as you, man. Brand new, you know, brand new spot in Long Beach, brand new oh, house. Yeah, you know, on. you got your own podcast that you're doing and stuff like that, man. You know, how how's life going for you? Man, everything's amazing, man. Um, I actually, you you know, you were talking about the podcast. I actually just fell into that with just doing a an interview like this one. And uh, we kind of, you know, the the producers and the owner of the company had you know, reached out to me and brought me on. So Stafford and Matthews, you know, was birthed just off of something like this. You know what I'm saying? So I've just been blessed, bro. And, you know, making smart decisions with, you know, with the money that I have and, and, and trying to keep it pushing. That's Live cool, good man. life. Sunny California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, born and raised in the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all almost went to college at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, you decided to go to, huh? How you know that? It's my job. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job to know these things, man. Oh. I almost went to, went to college, uh, UCLA, mm-hmm. uh, decided to go to junior college route, then, uh, decided to go to university of Kentucky. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, talk about your experience there at university of Kentucky um well it was an amazing experience uh i got to meet so many uh so many great people on and off the field um it was definitely a culture shock for me uh coming from way from the west coast to to the to the south so uh you know it was it was a little bit easier for me because one of my friends who also went to junior college with me we ended up getting a package deal to go to kentucky he was a defensive end named dequin evans uh Mm -hmm. We was out there and it 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 was an amazing, amazing time, bro. It was like surreal. It was thought provoking. It was a lot of it was a lot of variations of things that I went through when I was out there. And it made me um, appreciate um, the game of football for one, um, just because of the passion of the big blue nation and home, <laughs> you know, like being away from home all the way from California. You, you you're not talking, you know, you're not talking the same. The culture is different. So um, I definitely have an appreciation for him and, 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 and uh, love for being in Kentucky as well as being at home. Now, before you went to college, you were a ba- correct me if I'm wrong, but you were a basketball player also, right? Right, right. In high school, pretty good. Right. right. Did you have offers to play basketball? 
No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was. I was the. I was the guy who was good because he was just an athlete, you know. And I didn't really like. I wasn't out there, uh, you know, dropping thirty on, on people and stuff like that. So um, I was just a, a two sport athlete. Basketball was my first love, but you know, football was like kind of easier for me. I could literally put, you know, leave football alone for a season and come back and still catch a ball, still get it open. You know what I'm saying? But basketball, if I leave basketball, I'm not coming back in there shooting up threes it's not happening now your father played mm-hmm. basketball i mean excuse right. me played football play as football. well mm-hmm. and and so did did he play a part into you know a little bit of the motivation for you to want to be a football player absolutely um i think mm, well i would say yes yes and no i would say yes because you know he was the one that told me to sit down and start paying attention to people and, you know, watch certain people. And at that time, um, Jerry Rice was the guy. So I was sitting down watching the greatest dude to uh, the greatest wide receiver to ever do it and learn from him off of, you know, just watching TV. Um, so that was part of, you know, part of it as well with my father being able to sit me down and talk to me and tell me, you know, the, the ins and out of football and, you know, the, the, what you need to do of working out and, and getting to that level. Now we all know you as a wide receiver, mm-hmm. but you didn't start out that way. You played tight end in high mm-hmm. school, right? You were a defensive player, mm-hmm. defensive end. When did you make that transition? Uh, it was junior college, actually. Um, so in California, junior college is, um, almost like the way to go, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you go to junior college to figure out what you want to do in school. And then you figure out which school you want to go to. It's essentially what I did, but I just didn't have the, I didn't have the scholarships to go on to another, to, to a big time university out of high school. So I had to go to junior college route. So it was a couple of, it was a couple of schools that was, you know, bringing me in, asking me, you know, if I should, I mean, if I wanted to play on their team. And so I went to, uh uh cerritos and you know they were something and it was it was a whole bunch of stuff that was going on i didn't like and then my next my next place was harbor college i went in there and the receivers they were loaded over there uh guys was like extremely talented and my pops was like no no no. actually my coach coach peabody he was like you know uh you know we really don't have a spot for tight ends you know we have three uh, three tight ends and they're all really good. You know, he could probably play Z or something, you know, anything just to put him out there. And uh, after he said that, I actually went out to go ahead and he actually allowed me to go practice with him for, for, uh, for one day. And I went out there and I legit tore up the whole practice. And I, uh, you know, my pops could tell you this story a little bit better than I could, but um you know, my pops was like, after you caught that one, that one catch over that dude and scored the, he scored the football. He was like, Coach Peabody walked straight up to me, said, "We'll take it from here." <laughs> it was kind of like a match made in history after that one. That was yeah, when I really like understood of you know the understandings of being a receiver. Made an impact. That's what's That's up. Cool. So, man, you go to Kentucky, leave Kentucky, uh, you go undrafted, right? Get an opportunity to go to training camp with the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't make the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you go to arena football, right? right? Play arena. There you go. Uh, You do do pretty well in arena. And then from there, 
you transfer up to Canada, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how was before? I, and you played for the Winnipeg Blue. But I actually one of my one of my buddies who I went to college with, Chris Randall, was okay. the owner for uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I mean, he played in Canada for nine seasons. Mm-hmm. He was with Calgary's with another team. Finished up with the Blue Bombers, and that was the team that I that I actually was able to go to Canada and see him play. Okay, there. Now I know I know I know Kentucky was one culture shock, you know, <laughs> leaving from LA. How was that transition going up to Canada? Uh, I think it was pretty much the same thing. Uh, it was not too many, not not too much of me going out and you know. Like, you know, trying to sightsee and adventures and do all these things. It was more so of like just being, honestly, I was just trying to stay in my own little box. Uh, at the time when I went to uh, the Blue, the Blue Bombers, we had a lot of veterans. So <laughs> a lot of these guys, they weren't hanging out together. They was all, they were either with their family and their kids or they was at work. So it wasn't really too much of me being able to do uh young young things and 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 adventure out and see things so now when you say not not to interrupt you but when you say at work you mean like playing football yeah playing football having okay okay. right 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 playing football and 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 then being and then being with your family okay so um it was just a it was just a little box i think it was a, a great for me because it allowed me to stay focused and um, put the work in that I needed to put in to get to get to where I wanted to get to. Well, you were uh, rookie of the year. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rookie of the year, you know, so you're with a veteran team, you're mm-hmm. able to focus. You obviously had great continuity with your quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. You put up a bunch of, bunch of stats, became mm-hmm. rookie of the year. And then the following year you have an injury, mm-hmm. right? Turf toe injury. And so that kept you out a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. And then your time with the Blue Bombers were over, was mm-hmm. over, right? And then you were uh, working at Foot Locker for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that true, right? That's and, not uh, true. That's not true. That's, that's, that's not just, true. That's just what the media <laughs> got okay. out of me. So, but, so what happened yeah, I was working. after that injury? Uh, after that injury, so what happened? Honestly, I, I really did only played three games that whole season, to be honest with you. Um, I played the first game and then I ended up uh, landing on a guy's helmet and I hurt my tailbone. So that put me out yeah. for a whole month. And then I came back for two more games and then I turned around and I ended up with turf toe and I finished out the season um, on IR. So I go home and my agent at the, you know, my agent, he was, you know, he was telling me, he was like, man, just, just keep working out. Just keep working out. I'm going to get you some tryouts and, you know, we'll go from there. So we hit up people who were interested in me before I ended up committing to go to the Cleveland Browns. And they all, you know, lined it up. was like, yeah, we'll give them a workout. We'll give them a workout, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I ended up going to the Vikings. I went to the Vikings, worked out uh, there. And this is uh, after your time with the Blue Bombers. This is after my time with the Blue Bombers, yeah. Uh, I, I went there, and I stunk it up. It was terrible. Like, I was dropping the ball. I, I wasn't coming out of my cuts well. And it was all because in my head, I was still thinking about this turf toe. It was still hurting. Like, you know, like I, I didn't have – I didn't. I don't, I don't believe that I gave myself a long enough time 
to let it heal properly. So I was like, you know, I'm still young. I'm thinking in my head, like, damn this toe, like I can still go out there and run. But anyway, so I stunk, I stink it up in the, with the Vikings. Um, and then I ended up going to Kansas city and I started doing a little bit better. You know, it wasn't, still wasn't great. You know, I appreciate them for giving me the opportunity, but, um, I was getting a little bit better then. And so green Bay had hit me and it was like, yeah, come up here and we can, you know, get you a workout and da this, da da this, because I was talking to my boy Cobb who actually went to Kentucky with me. And he was saying like, yeah, we, he was like, uh, they want you to come up here and, you know, work out, try out and all this stuff. And so I'm like, all right, bet. So now I'm like, literally turd, like I went home and every day from that, from, from that last, from that last workout, to you guys's workout i was on the fit i was on the beach running laps up and down the beach trying to get better like i have to get i have to get better like i have to have my toe right and all this stuff so the reason why i got to you guys is because actually schneider hit my agent was like no we'll actually fly them out earlier before they get to them and we'll we'll work them out and so Ended up, I ended up showing up to you guys' place. It's cold as hell in the VMAG. Like, I didn't understand why it was an indoor facility and it was freezing in there. Like, I felt like I was stiff. You know, I was running. I was like, damn, man, like, all this damn hard work. And I didn't even, like, perform the way I wanted to perform. Right, you come in L.A. <laughs> yeah, and, right. right. And so Snyder was, you know, he walked up to me. Pete walked up to me. And, they, you know, I thought it was the basic, you know, uh, introduce yourself, be polite and all this other stuff. And then, you know, they'll give you the boot and you just keep it pushing. Right. So I'm, you know, all right, thank you. Yep. Thank you. I'll see you guys later and all this other stuff. Right. I literally get the phone call an hour later and they was like, man, man, what the hell did you do up there? I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> hey, I'm thinking I'm in trouble. He was like, right. you, what the hell you do? And I'm like, I didn't do nothing. Like I did my best. Right. And so he was like, man, them guys want to sign you right now. And I'm like, what like that's not the vibe that i was getting you know what i'm saying and i felt like i wasn't even doing good so boom that happened and we kept on it was like a couple weeks that happened i mean that went on and literally the day i came to sign my uh to sign my future contract which i didn't know what the hell a future contract was was the day you guys was literally getting on the bus to go to the super bowl is that oh to uh to yeah, play Denver, the first one. I played Denver, That's yeah. Right. I won the first one, so I'm like, I'm over here, I'm signing, I'm suited and booted, boy. Right. So you want <laughs> to sign this contract, man? Let me get this. Oh, that boy, like, man, I'm about to see it as soon as I get to the back in the league. I'm going straight to the Super Bowl. I'm going straight to the Super Bowl. Then wow. you got win. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm a champ. I ain't even done nothing. I'm a champ. And my damn agent, like, fool, you signed a future contract. You ain't on that team until next year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? But, but you was suited and booted for the game, I was, though. I was suited and booted. I was <laughs> like, I'm going. <laughs> like, I'm going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's funny, man. So, so you didn't have to work an outside job. Like, it's, you know, I heard, like, security and, you know, trying to just trying to, you know, make ends meet, you know, right. while you're waiting for the next opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I, I did security um, for my pops. My pops owns a security company in Compton, California. Um, I would say that it wasn't 
mandatory. Like I didn't have to get a job. I wanted one because I just wanted, you know, I wanted my own money. I wanted to be me. Yeah, you know, yeah. my father and my mother, they're still together and they um, had an amazing life. You know what I'm saying? They've done great with their money. Um, and they they didn't they don't have anything to you know they don't have to fight for anything you know what i'm saying so right. if i was to go home i would have been okay you know what i'm saying i'm you know i'm not you know my my parents aren't super rich you know what i'm saying right, I'm not, right. my dad's lapd and my mom works for the bank so it's not like they're making crazy amount of money but at the same time they're not hurting you know what i'm saying so it wouldn't have been it wasn't as par uh, as imperative imperative for me to go out there and look for this job. But I wanted to anyway, because it was like, I, I need to be, I need to be me. I need to do something for me. And the security was like, it was getting away in a sense, but not getting away because it was still my dad's, you know, company. So I was like, I knew I was gonna get the job, but at the same time, it was like, it's in Compton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's wow. like, anything can happen out here if you're not paying attention. So. I was like, I want, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that. You know, during that time, I'm curious. Before Seattle signed you, you know, mm -hmm. after you left Winnipeg, you had these workouts. You know, how, how was your your mental? Like, what were some of the things you were thinking about? You know, were you, you know, you talk about being on the beach, working out every day, trying to get your toe right, making sure you're right and mm -hmm. in shape, and being the best that you can be. But did you ever have a feeling that you know this could possibly just not be the direction for my life anymore? Oh, uh, no, I didn't have that thought process in my head because, I mean, let's just be honest here. We all know when you're young, you think like nothing is ever going to end or come to a close or anything like that. So in my head, it was just go work out. My receiver coach, JJ, and Latario Rochelle, coach LT, uh, these two dudes, they were in my back pocket, honestly, like. Anytime, every day I woke up, I was calling one of them to like, okay, am I over here? Can I catch the jugs? Or am I going over here to run these hills? Like, what am I doing? It was, it was always figuring out where they, uh, you know, where my time slots were so I can try to make it there if I wasn't working. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of that going on where it was just keeping me centered into what I needed to be doing to get to right. the next level. Right. Okay. Well, let's talk about your experience with the Seahawks. You finally right. get the con. You don't even think you did well at the workout. <laughs> Surprised that you get the contract. Okay, it's a future contract, so you don't get opportunity to be a Super Bowl champion, even mm -hmm. though you know you're ready to go, suited and booted. You come back the next season. Okay, uh, you going through you know training camp OTAs, mm -hmm. you know all of those things in the off season. We were teammates, so I saw you make. A, a ton of plays just out there mossing people left and right. You know, that was kind of like the thing and kind of something we needed on yeah. our team. We kind of didn't like have that guy to be able to go up and get those 50, 50 balls, right. uh, you know, for us. And, you know, I think that may have been one of the things that, that attracted the organization uh, to you, but, you know, uh, talk about that process. Now you have this future contract, you have to prepare yourself for OTAs training camp because, you essentially have to make the team right. all over again. Right, right. Um, I would say that going into training camp was uh, a whirlwind of emotions and thoughts. 
um, all all wrapped up into one. It was like, okay, uh, we're staying at this amazing this amazing hotel. You know what I'm saying? That's overlooking the water. Then you go to practice, and practice is on the water. It's like nothing in this atmosphere is telling me that it's football time. It's like just relax. Come out here and chill, man. Do do you? You know what I'm saying? That's that, that's everything that was going on in my head. But then it was when you get into practice, when you get in the locker room, it's like these dudes is literally trying to beat you at everything. It doesn't matter if it's ping pong. Doesn't matter if it's getting on the field early, getting taped, getting treatment. Uh, the sauna where Earl was in there literally every day of my career in, with the Seattle Seahawks. He was in there every day stretching. And I'm like, damn, like what the hell is going on out here? So, you know, it was a lot of that going on and, and trying to find out who I was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm still, um, I would say I'm still young in a sense, you kind of like a rookie, right? Kind of like a rookie, but I'm older, yeah. right? So I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out because this is a new dynamic for me now. Like I'm coming from the CFL, which is great in a sense, but that's just in Canada. Like this, this is the NFL. This, this is basically worldwide. You know, this is the cream of the crop. So it's like I have to readjust and figure out who the heck I am. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So there was a lot of that going on and. I, I, to be real with you, I feel like it was an average training camp for me. I didn't feel like, like I got ahead of anybody else that I was, you know, that I was, I wasn't supposed to get ahead of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember, um, uh, 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 Pete throwing me in for, for, for a deep ball on Sherm, you know what I'm saying? Cause that, 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 that practice had, I had just, caught like two post routes over uh, B max. So it was uh-huh. like, all right, well come over here with Sherman and see what you do. It was basically what I was getting from the whole situation. <laughs> and he, he learned me a good lesson for sure. Like <laughs> he didn't jam me or nothing. He just stayed with me step for step. And I'm like, okay, this ball is coming. And I'm thinking like, it's, 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 this is going to be an easy catch. Cause I'm still ahead of him by a couple steps, but you know, just that savvy veteran of Sherm, he, pulled my arm back and like left me running like this, you know, with my, with, with one arm. And I'm like, well, this is easy. And it went right through my damn arms. And I'm like, damn boy. Like that was like, that was my time to shine right there. And I just let it go right through my damn arms. So it was, it was, it was a crazy, it was a crazy training camp. It was average. So I obviously I didn't make the team, but um, I made it to practice squad. So they brought me back on for that. Yeah, which is basically making a team, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it's like you be, being a reserve pl- player for for injuries and things like that, and you kind of learn it as you go in the league. How was your relate? How was your relationship with the other receivers in that wide receiver room? Oh, it was amazing. Um, it's by far probably one of the best uh, wide receiver groups I've I've been a part of in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there's, there's only two, two other teams that it was my uh, junior college wide receiver core, uh, my first, my first year, and then my last wide receiver core with Kentucky. And after that, it was just like everybody was just pretty much on their own as wide receivers. So 
going to Seattle and seeing how Jermaine Curse and Doug Baldwin had like operated the whole the whole uh, wide receiver core was phenomenal. They did a great job. Like it made it. I truly felt like I was a damn brother. I started calling them like you know just out of nowhere. Like I hey, mean, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was it was down to that point for me where I was. I wouldn't even say immersed into the Seahawks culture. It was just whatever the Woots is doing, I'm doing it. And if they stand by this, I'm standing by this. It was a real brotherhood in there that I didn't ever, I didn't, I didn't even expect for it to happen. So you made the practice squad. I, I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. What which game was it that you were first? on the active roster. Do you remember? <sighs> on the active roster. Honestly, I can't remember because I pretty much didn't do anything but run up and down the field on kickoff. And <laughs> like most of I, us when we first touched anybody. <laughs> I didn't touch anybody. <laughs> Nothing went my way. And I was like, <laughs> you know, like, all right, whatever, man. But, um, it, I want to say Denver, but I'm not 100% sure. Denver, but you're not 100% sure? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all do remember, what we do remember, fast forwarding, was mm -hmm. how he performed when we made it back to the Super Bowl. Right. And obviously, you know, you made some plays uh, throughout that entire season, but a lot of people, you know, even even me, like, mm -hmm. man, if, 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 if the game turns out the other way, mm -hmm. Chris Matthews might have been the MVP. Mm-hmm. Huh? How'd you feel going into that game? Right. It's kind of ironic, right? You mm -hmm. get signed, like you get the future contract mm -hmm. right before we go to our first Super Bowl. And then, <laughs> but you don't get to, I mean, you don't get to be a part of it, but then you come right. back to, in your first season and we make it, you know, to the Super Bowl, man. Mm -hmm. Talk about uh, that experience for you. Uh, the Super Bowl was amazing. It was definitely amazing. Um, I think that's where um, the level of brotherhood that we talked about so much <clears throat> in the in that time uh, really showed. Um, and I'm talking about just little things of just being, you know, just talking with Bobby and uh, Cliff and. You know, even though we weren't the best of friends, Bruce, Bruce, you know what I'm saying? Like me and him even actually chopped it up during the Super Bowl. So um, that that played a part, um, a major role in me thinking of like, you know what? You know, I feel like every athlete has a theme that they want to go with throughout the throughout the new season. And at that time, for me, during the Super Bowl, it was, all right, you know what, let me get back to how it all started. Like, let me go back to just focusing and being me, you know what I'm saying, and doing whatever I can to, 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 to be the best that I can be. So it started from the first, one, the first week that we showed up out there, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make sure – I get to every depth, you know what I'm saying? I don't care how long it takes. I'm getting to every, I'm getting to, to our, to our depth at each, at each route. I don't care. Like I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Right. So we ran out, uh, I forgot what it's called, but we ran that play where I, where I basically run a post corner 
and uh, I'm clearing it out for Doug and Jermaine to come underneath with their with their shallow routes. And so the whole week we, you know, you know, we we ran the route to a T. It didn't matter if it was zone. If it was zone, Doug was getting it. If it was man, Jermaine was getting it. It was pretty, pretty simple. But I was like, you know, I'm not getting the ball. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not getting the ball, but I'm about to go out here and block for Sean Turb. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go out here and run the this the 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 best route I can possibly run for this deep route. So for Doug and Jermaine, man, like that that's where my mindset was for the Super Bowl. And like it it obviously it turned out well for me, but like ultimately it it we didn't win, but it was like damn man like like i really did that man like i really had a great time yeah i mean especially you know during a season where you're kind of in and out of the lineup right you, mm-hmm. you, you're active for some games you're inactive for other games and so you, you probably were in this you know kind of like man am i going to be active for the super bowl you right. know what's what's going on or, or am i going to be in in a sweatsuit you mm-hmm. know and so you you not only were you active but I mean, you you perform to, you know, like an like an MVP like mm-hmm. caliber level. You know, you put us in situations where, uh, you know, we really could have won that game because of the plays that you made. But you mm-hmm. said something that was really interesting, and I want to try to dive in a little deeper into it because you you talked about getting back to like being yourself and like just uh, getting back to who you were and doing some of the things that you do best on the field and what kind of got you out of that in, in the first place, you think? What got me out of it, honestly, was the fact that I didn't think that I was going to stay there for long. Like before I was active, my first, I mean, during my first year, like I was at home for a whole month. So it was like, in all honesty, you know, I'm home. It's me being me out here trying to live in LA in South Central California. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that was the mode that I was in of, you know, I'm at home, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing this and I'm only doing this and I ain't worried about that. And so <clears throat> when I finally get back, I finally get back to Seattle. It was, you know, a different life. You know, you're you're around athletes, you're around uh the fans who who treat you like you're a king, but honestly, you ain't done nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't done anything. I'm on practice squad, but they love me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they love me. All right, whatever. Now I got money in my pocket. It's like it's just completely different. So I was going through a different whirlwinds of uh who I was. And then a lot of had to do with it, honestly, was I was watching film thinking I was, like I said, I was hot. Like, I was like, I ain't gonna be here for long, but I'm gonna make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was thinking. And so I started watching, you know, watching film like you're supposed to do, but I'm watching film on, on Vincent Jackson, on Julio Jones, Brandon Marshall, Calvin Johnson. Like, I'm just looking at all these dudes. I'm like, Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna try that. Oh, I'm gonna try that. Oh, I'm gonna try that. And it was just, those guys are great for what they did because they were being their selves. I wasn't being myself. There's a mm-hmm. difference between um, taking bits and pieces of people's game 
and actually being yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wasn't being myself. I was trying, I like I was even trying to run different. Like that was that was how much I was trying to be like some of these other guys, because honestly, like who wouldn't want to be Calvin Johnson? You know what I'm saying? Right. Who wouldn't want right. to be Brendan Marshall? You yeah. know what I'm saying? These guys were like monumental wide big, big wide receivers at yeah. that. So it was like for me, I was like, I was like. I, if I'm going, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it like this, man. I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to make it out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is where I want to be in the NFL and to make, make it deeper than that. I want to be a Seahawk for the rest of my time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was. Yeah. Thinking. So I didn't really have, I wasn't really centered into myself until, um, that Super Bowl. So you end up having a pretty decent career with Seattle. Hmm. You leave, you depart like most of us right you know you move on you go to baltimore before we get into baltimore though what was that departure like how was the relationship between you pete and john i i I know my experience from sitting down in that room Mm -hmm. and getting cut basically Mm -hmm. you know what was that like for you Uh... I think this is a, a lot of it again has to do with myself. So I have nobody to blame but myself because I was um, not in it to win it at that time. Right. My head was everywhere. People were dying in my, you know, in my life left and right. And I'm like, I'm basically losing it because these are like close friends, close, close family members. And I'm out here and I got to come out here and, and practice and be the best that I can be. And we're all in, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that literally weighed on me. So it was a time where um, I just wasn't locked in for the, for uh, the week of Dallas. So the week of Dallas, which, you know, we all know that um, this is where Ricardo Lockett ended up getting, getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, like, this is my dog, you know what I'm saying? Like my dog. I lose it trying to fight everybody on the field. I'm looking for the dude who did it and all this stuff. And, you know, I remember Pete ran all the way out to the middle of the field and was like, yo, like, relax, chill out. Come on. We got this. And I'm like, man, I'm tripping right now. Like, coach had to come all the way out here to come get me? You know what I'm saying? Like, me? Right. (laughs) All right. We get back. I get the, I get the, I get the, you know, basically the phone call. Hey man, come, can you come up here? And I'm like, all right, sure enough. That's what happens. I end up getting cut in the office. Like you said, with Schneider and, 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 and Pete, but you know, it is what it is. You know, we're men, you know what I'm saying? This is a business at the end of the day. If you're not performing, you got to go. So I understood that. So all in all, I felt like I had a, uh, a good exit with, with them. Like it was understandable. I mean, honestly, they wanted, they wanted me to stay. They was going to release me and they wanted to put me on practice squad. But you know, my agent was like, once you go back to practice squad, ain't no coming back after that. Like they're not going, they're going to leave you on there. (laughs) Like, so do you want to play somewhere else or do you want to stay here and stay on the practice squad? So I was like, yeah, no, I got to (laughs) go. Well, I do, I do want to talk about Baltimore just a little bit, but one more question before then, because obviously this is, you know, a topic of conversation all the time. Mm-hmm. And so to get a wide receiver's perspective, somebody who's 
you know, watched the film and and practiced that play, you know, uh, talking about on the goal line, that second down play that Malcolm Butler intercepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, w- w- I've had Jermaine Curse on my personal uh, podcast, haven't had him on here yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and neither have I had Lockett yet either. Uh, but what did you see, you know, uh, on that play? Because it's like, well, Curse didn't get enough of a rub, and and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know, Lock didn't you know come into the slant hard enough. And then some people are just like like me. I'm just like, yo, the Patriots watch film too. Yeah, probably knew what was coming. Yeah, but what's your take? They did. Like honestly, they said it. Uh, now that you look now hindsight looking at it they say it all the time like we knew that that was coming um you know what i'm saying could you know could jermaine have done this could Lockett have done that there's a lot of things that you can i mean that you could have done better there's a lot of things that russ could have done better sherm could have done better all of us could have done better we wouldn't even have to been in this position you know what i'm saying like i just think that it happened they made a they made a play this is the NFL. Anything can happen on this field. It's a game of inches. And he took his inch. I think that he did an amazing job and taking 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 the opportunity that was given to him and maximizing it. So, I mean, honestly, there's nothing else that they could have really done outside of what they are, what they did. All right. So you leave, you leave Seattle, you go to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. What went to, into that decision? Was that your only opportunity was that your only choice at that time or could you have gone somewhere else yeah i had a couple places that was uh that wanted me to come out there and play for them uh except for the ones that i really wanted so it was more so of like all right well who's gonna offer the most you know who's gonna offer the most money you know what i'm saying like i'm still like i'm not I'm not working on millions here. I'm like, I'm still in the hundred thousand range. So I'm like, well, who's going to give me the most, you know what I'm saying? And then it was that. And then also when I heard the Ravens um, automatically off top, I was like, Joe Flacco, like everybody knows that he has the prettiest deep ball in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mm-hmm. going to be a no brainer. They don't have no receivers over there that's uh that's solidified. So I could easily step in. Um uh, that that was pretty pretty much that was in my mind at that time. It was like, all right, I'm 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 going over here. Which, you know, hindsight 50 50, I probably should have just went to uh Tampa Bay with Vincent Jackson in and Mike Evans at the time. Like they loved big receivers. So you go to Baltimore, you're there with Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Did you have the similar type of relationship with the team like you did in Seattle? No, I I, I didn't. Um, I didn't start. We didn't start actually like getting close to each other. I'm talking about uh, as a team, honestly, as a whole, until like the second half of my second year there. Mm. Wow. Right? So I come in the first half of this. I mean, at this, uh, I come in the second half of my first year, right? They practice squad me. I'm tearing them up. They're like, okay, we got to get this guy on the field. I go out the right one. I right one. Um, actually, the day I was flying to Baltimore, it was on a Sunday. Joe Flacco gets hurt and he was out for the year. 
So I'm like, damn, oh, ain't that some shit? Like, ain't that something? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But I end up going out there anyway. Practice squad, we're going through like 50 million quarterbacks. I'm tearing them up out there. And they're like, all right, we got to get them on the field. Finally get on the field. I do exactly what I wanted to do. Go out there and I balled the second half of the season. The next season comes through. Um, I killed I killed, killed training camp. I come into the season and I turned around and I got hurt. Boom, right? I tear my doggone thumb off the uh, ligaments out of my thumb and uh, it put me on IR. So now the first half of my second year, I'm still not close with anybody because I'm not on the field. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah, everything I'm, you're doing in the facility is by yourself. Right. Basically. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting no continuity going on with anybody. So it was just me and my brother at the time. I was just kicking it. It was just me and my brother. Boom. And then the second half of the season, I start coming back. I was able to, I was able, they was able to let me back in because I couldn't, they wouldn't let me, you know, come in and like actually be with the team. I had to go to rehab and then go to this doctor over here. And it was never a time for me to be in the locker room with my teammates. So I'm I've finally, now I'm finally going in here with the team. Boom, boom, boom. We do what we do. We wasn't that great that year, uh, but we had some potential uh players at the time right so boom the next year comes in i'm getting ready for training camp and i tear my hamstring right before training i'm like damn like i can't believe that this is just happening to me and you know what i'm saying like and i'm trying to come in here and i'm supposed to you know what i'm saying i'm supposed to be be a guy be the guy you know what i'm saying great second half of the first season right Coming into the second season, you tear your thumb. All right, no biggie. Coming into the third, right? I feel yeah. you. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? And I knew I knew that I was getting older as a player. You know what I'm saying? I'm still fairly new to the league because I haven't been on the field as much, and I just missed a whole, a whole year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just missed a whole year. And, you know, that saying goes is, what have you done for me lately? And when I got back... And I'm still, you know, I'm hobbling and they, and I, I, I let them know I was, you know, I had to be real. I, I was real with them. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I tore my hamstring, but they, you know, decided to work with me. They was like, all right, man, we'll, you know, we got you like, we'll, we'll, we'll taper you down and this. I'm like, all right. How did you, how did you tear it in training camp? Right. Um, it was before training camp. It was literally like two weeks before training camp, and I was sprinting. I was doing. I was doing sprints on that curve uh, ah, treadmill. Yeah. And you know, we was. You know, we was us guys. We was pushing each other, and so it was like, who's gonna get to 22, 23? And I'm like, I'm only at twenty, but I'm about to push it. And that's what happened with that. But you know, so all in all, it gets pushed in. You know, get get down to it. And we're in the end of training camp and I haven't, I haven't been performing because my leg, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not the one. Two other guys pop up, boop, 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 making plays. They putting them in the game. They throwing them deep balls. They catching them, scoring touchdowns. Everybody going crazy. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like, like when is it going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, when is it going to be my time? Right. And it was like, 
it was from there it was like boom they got on the team they made the team and i made the team they they put me on the 53 so i'm like oh okay like i still got a chance you know what i'm saying I'm going through, you know, being the second team, you know, on second team and stuff like that, doing, you know, doing me and turn around again, another hamstring. Now it's the other side. And, mm. you know, it's one thing about the, about the, the Ravens <laughs> that um, is very crucial is that they don't play about their special teams. And I was a special team guy. So, before anything else, before stretching, <laughs> when you get out there on that field, the first thing you're going to do, you're going to run out there and you're doing kickoff. Cold, hot, I don't care. You better you better be able to run. And I go out there and it's freezing cold, fog is everywhere, and I run down and I make a move on a guy on kickoff and I felt something crazy going on in my leg and I'm like, damn, what the hell was that? I go through practice and I actually did good in practice. I get to the locker room. I'm calming down and I'm like, ah, like, what's up? I'm feeling my leg. As soon as I bent my leg, I was like, whoa, what the hell was that? It was a crazy feeling in my leg. And it shot all the way up to the, to my back, like through my butt and to my back. And I'm like, damn, what the, <laughs> what was that? You know what I'm saying? So I go straight in the training room, like, hold up. Hey, Somebody come take this, put some stem on this or something. You know what I'm saying? And they told me they do the little, we do the little cap, oh, you know, uh, MRI and they, you know, all that stuff. And they was like, yeah, man, you got a grade three. And I'm like, a uh, grade three? Like how? So they ended up, they was like, all right, man, we're going to send you over here to Atlanta to see this doctor. And when you come back, we're going to do this, do that. I'm like, all right, best. Go to Atlanta see the doctor. He gets me back. Right. Two weeks later, I come back. We play against, uh, two weeks, two weeks. Oh, damn. He yeah. must have been doing some, uh, some holistic. Well, listen, bro. I, th <laughs> I, I thought I was great. I thought I was good. I was like, hold up. Like I'm good to go. I can run, bro. I'm good. <laughs> two weeks later, bro. I come back. Uh. Guess what? We going on the we're going on the road to the Vikings and we just lost J Mac and Mike Williams had a concussion. Nobody else is playing. These are all backups that's gonna play the next game against the Vikings. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh yes, like this is my opening, right? I they like, yeah, man. When we get up there, we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna test your leg, and if it's good, you're good to go. We're good to go to play. We're not gonna do nothing this week. We're gonna let okay. you rest. And I'm like, all right, cool. Boom. So I get out there and we we get out there, and I'm like, here we go. Back to back to locking in. I didn't leave the hotel. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do nothing. I stayed right in my room, studied my film, what looked looked at my plays and went to sleep. Like I'm about to go in here and tear these dudes up. I go out there to the field the next day and they're we're going over getting ready to test and all I had to do was do like 200 yard sprints and run some routes and I, that was it, right? So I do the I do the hundred yards. I do the first hundred yards, and then I do the second hundred yards. I'm like, ooh, I feel something. It was small though. It was a small little pain. And I was like, okay, this ain't 
Like, all right, this ain't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can see how you like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> I got I got I got to finesse this. <laughs> I got to finesse this, right? I got to play, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I got to play. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Boom, I'll go and I do the second one. And Bobby Ingram, my 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 wide receiver coach at the time, Bobby Ingram. Bobby Ingram, your wide receiver coach? Yeah, he was my he was my wide receiver coach. That's Seattle, crazy. Seattle product. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. He was like, yeah, you he was he looked at me, he was like, You good? I was like, Yeah, I'm good. Oh, come on. I go out there. I'm talking about 20 yards down the field. Ah, boom, it felt it was a big one. Like, oh, I'm like, oh hell no. I'm hobbling all the way down the field. <laughs> I'm all all the way down the field, like man. Maybe right. he did. I'm not trying to laugh, bro. But the way you, <laughs> but the way you say, the way you telling the story, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm bro, telling you, crazy. man. I, I can only I can only tell the truth. I can only tell the truth. And oh I'm, man. In my head, I'm like, oh, I hope he don't see this. Like I'm still trying to go out there. Like damn this hamstring. I'm still trying to go out here. And he looked at me. He was like, Nah, man. Man, I, if I if I'm t- hey, bro, this is the That's one funny. time I truly cried about the game of football because I'm like, this has got to be like, this is gonna be it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the yeah. perfect time to do it. These guys, these DBs, we've been talking about these DBs in practice all week long. They trash. Yeah. They can't do this. They can't do this. this is when they had Xavier Howard there. Right. And we like, no, we about to tear him up. We about to tear him up. We about to go out there and do it. Man, we get out there, and of course, I don't, I don't play. I'm crying in the lock, literally crying in the locker room. I feel you, uh, bro. Towel over my head, everything. And this is where I give kudos to my boy Terrell Suggs. He tapped me. Come on over here, man. We went outside, and he was like, "Bro, you can't be doing this. Can't be crying out here, man. Don't be crying uh, in front of these dudes like that, man. Let them know that you good, man. So you go on and go somewhere else and ball out like you supposed to." I was like, "You're right, man. Like, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me choke up. You know, let me, let me choke right. up real quick and uh, get out here and, and support my team like like I'm right. supposed to. Do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, go out there on the field." And we actually didn't do bad that game. <laughs> like maybe it was because they didn't have no film on none of the receivers out there or what. But like we didn't do bad against the run or the pass, and we almost had a chance to win the game. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was uh, it was a crazy uh, experience right there. But that was when I was like, I know, like this is probably gonna be a wrap from here. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of the beginning of the end for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's unfortunate, man, because it, it, it happened. You go to a new team and you get this new spark and it's almost like a new beginning and, and, and you do well. You know, I remember like my first when I first left Seattle and I, you know, I kind of went to a couple of teams in 2015, but mm-hmm. I stuck with the Colts. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, I had my best season and, mm-hmm. you know, I led the team in touchdowns and all of that. And I'm oh, man, I'm about to come back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Booming, yeah. booming, man. I yeah. remember like going into training camp and my coach came up to me like, Turbo, I don't know what you did this offseason, but whatever you did, you need to keep doing it. Like mm-hmm. I was looking real good, man. Dislocated elbow week six. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, 
okay, I'm about to bounce back. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Been through this before. I've been injured before. Come back for the 2018 season. Just okay to shoulder week six. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. Yeah. When you start, it started hitting you like, damn, man, like, am I really going to come back from this? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I going to, and I, like I said before, everybody, everybody in NFL knows it, whether you say it or not, but it's so what have you done for me lately? Man. You ain't done nothing. It's hard pickings. It's hard to get them opportunities, man. Hard pickings. Same thing, bro. Like it happened to me in Seattle. It happened to me in Baltimore. It was like, damn. And it was to no fault about no, no, no fault of nobody's own because you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, injuries happen. Like it's part of football. Injuries happen. Life. And you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't, you can't fault yourself on it. You know, it's like it's just it's some people get the luck of the draw at the time that they get it, you know. When was uh last question? This will be the last question. So after you were done with Baltimore, obviously the opportunities. Uh, you know, kind of stop coming after mm-hmm. that. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when for you mentally, you know, did you kind of, did it just kind of settle in for you? Like, it's over. Hmm. And uh, and not only that, but some of us, you know, it's like it's over, but we ain't cool with it. Right. So we go through these, Right, you know, these mental, you know, withdrawals for lack of a better word, right? And so, when did you kind of find acceptance and peace with the fact that you were going to be moving on with your life now? Uh, honestly, it happened a few years after my NFL stint because I went back to the CFL, I knew where I was loved at. Like, I'm yeah. going there, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh-huh. ahead and play over there. Um Won a championship out there my first year back out there. So that was amazing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now I, you, they call me champ C over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's which, how I feel about it. Which team? The Calgary Stampeders. That's right. Yes, that's sir. Right. So we won there. I won there. And then the following year, I went back to my original team, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh-huh. And that was a, that was a time where I knew I was like, all right, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is gonna be the last time I lace these up. Cause I went out there. Um, of course, first week in the training camp, hamstring, boom, puts me down. Okay, I come back. I finally come back. I play a couple games. They're not throwing me the ball, but they're not throwing me the ball like that. But when they do throw me the ball, I'm making something happen. I score at least three touchdowns. And uh, honestly, I probably a lot of people don't even know this, but um, there was an incident that happened that actually made me realize that I needed to like just sit down and you know hang this up and go home. What happened? So I was in I was in Winnipeg, and the whole time you know I wasn't going out, I wasn't doing none of that. I was like, I'm, I got to stay focused. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a new opportunity for me. Boom. Homeboys call me up, all my receiver boys, they all like, come on, big homie, come out, come out, come out. And it was down the street from my apartment. So I'm like, all right, man, like, I'll show up for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, pull up, pulled up to the little bar with them, chilling, having a good time. Next thing you know, chaos breaks out. I get stabbed fighting the whole i'm out here trying to fight a crowd i'm like all of this and i knew i should have stayed at home when i first thought about it 
I get stabbed. I turn around. I'm telling myself like, all right, I'm going to the hospital. Like it's literally right around the corner. Like everything is in walking distance for me. I didn't have to drive a car and had to do nothing. My apartment was literally a block over from the bar. The doggone hospital was two blocks over from the bar. So I'm like, I'm going straight to the hospital. I don't know what the hell's going on. Like I'm out of here. Walk straight out of there. I don't even wait a make- minute. Hold up, bro. I can't. I'm trying to wrap my mind around what's going on. So chaos breaks. Yes. And are you? Did anything of it have to do with you? Was you trying to? It's just a big bar Nothing fight that just happens randomly. With me, I was literally sitting down talking to my boys, and next I just noticed like because you know a couple of my teammates they're deep as ends, you know they big guys they're sitting yeah. here, but I can like see somebody's face like peeking through like looking at us. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm looking. And next thing you know, I stood up the whole backyard. I'm not backyard, but back bar of this area started crowding around us and drinks was being thrown. I'm like, what the hell? I fall. I get up. I'm just swinging on people now. <laughs> like, what? So, so the, whoa, bro, was the bar, yeah. did the bar just decide that we just finna jump y'all? Bro, it's, it's crazy, right? So a lot of people don't know this, but Winnipeg is uh, probably one of the worst cities to be in as far as gangs. Like, like it's a, it's really a dangerous city, to be honest with you. Like, you have to, like, really watch where you're at when you're out there. But, you know, it's us being us. We're the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You know, they love us. So we're not thinking nothing of it, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, bro, was he wearing know. some what colors happened? or something? Like, so the, the whatever whatever it was they were saying people were saying that somebody had got into it with some guys inside and then they left and we was the only ones in the back you know what i'm saying clueless of what was going on so of course it all happened to us right so right all right i so now i'm walking out i'm walking out and i i don't even make it across the street right I feel somebody grabbing on me, but I know it's all my teammates that surrounded on me. I just feel somebody grabbing on me. Like what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I turn around right when I turn around, it's a woman cop. She was like, what are you? And she's like looking at me and I'm like, like, what's up? I'm good. And right, right when I went like that, right. She whipped around me again. I'm like, okay. I so I stood there thinking like, she's about to arrest me or something. Nobody put their hands on me. And they all like, and all my homies is just looking at me like, bro, like, what's up? I'm like, I don't know. I turn back around. The whole police force is right in front of me now. <laughs> the whole oh, police force. Man. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell is going on? So I have my hands up and I'm looking at this dude square in his face. He has this, thank Lord it was his taser and not his gun. But I looked at him dead in his face and I was like, I don't have anything on me. Oh, taste me. Don't fall in. <laughs> Boom. I'm like, damn, like, the hell have I gotten myself into, bro? <laughs> what is going on? Oh my Boom. gosh. They handcuffed he me. Said, I don't have anything on me. Boom. Nothing. Taser. <laughs> Nothing, bro. I'm I cannot make this up, bro. 
I get oh, me man. in handcuffs. I'm trying to tell my homies while I'm on the ground, like, chill out so I can get Wait out of it. Wait a minute, bro. Are you stabbed right now? You're yes. stabbed. Yes. Oh, that's what I'm trying God. to tell you. I'm like, chill out so I can leave, bro. Like, I'm trying to get up out of here. Right? Boom. Right when they arrest me, they had me sitting there for like, forever it felt like forever but it couldn't have been no more than like 10 minutes like i said i was stabbed yeah so I you must myself. must have not been stabbed in anywhere no i felt myself like starting to doze off and i'm like bro i'm telling the police like yo where did like, you where did you get stabbed in my lower right abdomen oh bro that yeah you can't just have somebody sitting there that's a that's yeah. an area i'm telling them like bro i was stabbed like, I I don't have anything on me. I was the one who was stabbed. I'm the I'm the victim. Like I was right. This is going through my mind, and I'm like low key laughing in my head because I'm like, this sounds like some some movie stuff. Like I'm out here handcuffed, stabbed, tased, and I'm over here yelling at the police. I'm the victim. Like I couldn't make this up, bro. And so you know, wow, thank you for one of the one of the white shirts, which is I guess is the captain or the leader or whatever it is for the police he comes up to me and i tell him i'm like i literally was stabbed i was just trying to go to the hospital and your guy tased me and he was like okay let me get you together boom so they called the ambulance and everything i ended up getting rushed to the hospital got some staples you know of course the doctor was like man if it was an inch closer you could have been dead and all this stuff and i'm like all right man like let me go home bro like i'm ready to get up out of here and so that that was the point where when I got home, I was like, you know what, man? This is it. Like, I can't, like, I almost lost my life for some football. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, trying to support the teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is it, man. Like, I'm going to go ahead and let them have this. That's crazy. That was a wrap for me from there. That's crazy. That's Seahawks stories in a nutshell. right? (laughs) For real. That's... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but man, bro, that's that's crazy, man. Man, well, listen, it's, man, it's, I, it's I, a crazy. I it's a crazy life, uh, but I wouldn't trade it in for nothing, man. And I appreciate the Seahawks um, for giving me the opportunity, you know, giving me my opportunity to actually, you know, show my talents in the in in the league. You know what I'm saying? Of yeah. Being at the top, doing it at, you know, doing, being the best at the best venue ever for sports entertainment, which is the Super Bowl. You know, I can't, you know, I will never badmouth the Seahawks or anything like that because they gave me my opportunity. And even more so, man, is the brotherhood that, you know, we all ended up eventually getting that, you know, at our own speeds in that locker room. But we eventually ended up getting you know, a brotherhood in a, in a, in a relationship with all you guys. And I would never turn that one away either. So it was a blessing to be with you, bro. All right, man. I appreciate that, man. But you, Hey, you did win a cup though. This you know, is, you know, so I, I don't yeah. know if it's probably like different atmospheres <laughs> or whatever, but a, a, a chip is a chip, man. All right. A chip is a chip. Well, Hey man, we appreciate you being on Seahawks stories. Today, thanks for all the listeners who, uh, you know, listen to this episode, subscribe. Um, We appreciate you and uh, we'll be back next week. Absolutely, man.